What to expect from the Minnesota Twins in Anaheim this weekend? It's a three-game set against the Angels. Let's compare pitching matchups. Let's look at how these teams match up together overall. And as the heat turns up in the American League Central, what do the Twins need to do down the stretch? It's all coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, August 11th. And I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker. I've been hosting this podcast on a daily basis for three seasons. Been writing about the Twins at Twins Daily for four seasons. And here are your American League Central standings. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see, if not, Cleveland in first place, up a game and a half on the Twins, who are in second. The White Sox are in third. They're three and a half games back of Cleveland and two games back of the Twins. And then you have the Royals and Tigers. Cleveland swept the Tigers in Detroit, and the White Sox lost three out of four in Kansas City, which is not insignificant. I think what I'm hoping to do, you know, what the Twins should be hoping to do is eliminate one of the other two teams. And if the Sox keep losing, they're they're going to fall out eventually. You know, their their schedule, they're, they have an easy 19-game stretch here, a, an easy 19-game stretch. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. They're not taking advantage of that. Now the Twins get a 10-game stretch where they can take advantage of it. They have to. And it starts this weekend in Anaheim. So what should we expect this weekend? Let's look at the pitching matchups. Let's talk about this Angels team because the Twins haven't played them yet this year. They're going to play them six times down the stretch, six out of their last 52 are against these angels. And it starts with the star power, right? They have stars, but two of them are out. One of them is playing and he's a huge factor in this series, Shohei Otani. He's not going to pitch this weekend, which is big for the twins that he's not pitching, but he's still going to be in the lineup. Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, they're both out. And since July 1st, the angels are 12 and 22. Since May 16th, remember, the Angels got off to a great start. People were starting to chatter, finally, is this the year that Trout and Otani are in the playoffs? They're finally going to be there in October. We're going to get to see them play on the biggest stage together. Since May 16th, the Angels are 25-50. and 25-50. and 50. Like, think of how the Twins have been since right around that time. They've been 30-37, and 37, and you watch them, and you're like, this is not This is not pretty, like the way that they've played for a majority of those 67 games. The Angels are 25-50 and in their last 75 games. Since Mike Trout got hurt, they've played 24 games. Since Trout got hurt, he's got a back problem. He will not play this weekend. Likely won't play in the series at Target Field either. Since Trout got hurt, the Angels offense in 24 games is hitting 218 with a 281 on base percentage. They're slugging 360. In that span, they have an 80 weighted runs created plus. That's 20% below average, and that ranks 27th in baseball. They have a 0.2 wins above replacement offensively. That is tied for 26th in baseball in that span. As a team, since Trout got hurt, they have a 642 team OPS. That is 27th in baseball. And Shohei Otani in that span has an OPS over 900. 
with a weighted runs created plus at 145. So outside of Shohei Otani, this offense is horrifically bad without Mike Trout in their last 24 games. That's good news for the Twins pitching staff, right? They want to face an offense that hasn't been very good. Otani's tough. And I think this is one of those series. Baseball is weird. It usually doesn't work out this way. You know, the Cleveland series at Target Field where we said, hey, just got to shut down Jose Ramirez and everything's taken care of. That wasn't the case because they did shut down Ramirez and the Twins still lost that series to Cleveland. Lost two out of three. That was earlier this year. But this is one of those examples this weekend where because the rest of the lineup, Taylor Ward, who had a great start to the season, has been really bad over the last month plus. You know, Jared Walsh is not really a threat either. Shohei Otani is the one guy you look at more than any, like doubly, triply, quadruply more than anybody else in this lineup. And it's truly one of those situations. I don't always love this because it is baseball. And, you know, a guy who's hitting 220 is still going to get a, a base hit in 22% of his at-bats, right? You, you can't let Otani beat you this weekend. Like if Shohei, it'll be simple for me. If I see that Shohei had a big weekend, if he hits, you know, three home runs and he has seven, eight hits this weekend, I, I'm going to predict the Twins will lose this series. If they hold Shohei down, I think the Twins will be in a, a very good position to win this series. I think he has that much of an impact, not only because he's an exceptional player. It's good he's not pitching this weekend. I mean, it would have been fun to watch, but not against the Twins. Not only because he's an exceptional player, but because he's so much better than everybody else in the lineup that you don't let this guy beat you. Like, you make sure you have the best matchups for Shohei Otani, the best matchups possible, because he is super good, and he's been super good since Strout got hurt, and everybody else has sucked. Shohei's been amazing. Everybody else not getting it done in the Angels lineup. I might be leaving out a couple guys who have produced, but overall, as a group, if you take Otani away from them, it's a it's a horrific offense, just horrifically bad offense, which I mean that's that is great news for the twins. That's that's good. They're not gonna face, you know, a very difficult Blue Jay lineup, a very difficult Dodger lineup. This is an Angels group that is down, and they're not gonna go anywhere this year. They traded away two of their better pitchers, and Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon are out. Like this is just this is simply a team you have to get out. You can't let this offense score runs this weekend, you know, in bunches that, that it would be one of those things where if you let the angels score run, like if you let them put up numbers this weekend, offensively, you, you just don't deserve it. <laughs> you just don't deserve the playoffs. This is a team you have to hold down. What does their pitching staff look like? Is it better than the offense? Who are the twins going to see this weekend? Interesting, interesting matchups here for the twins. I'll tell you why after this word, from Blue Nile. Blue Nile is the premier online jeweler at BlueNile.com. You can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Blue Nile is the best. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Every diamond has a specific shape, size, and clarity. You can choose Blue Nile's Bench Jewelers within Handcraft, her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% 
at BlueNile.com. Go to BlueNile.com now. They have you covered. They're the premier online jeweler. What does the Angels pitching staff look like? It's similar to the lineup in some ways. Like if if you don't have to face Otani or if Otani doesn't beat you, they're easier to beat overall because he's that good. But Noah Syndergaard's gone. Rizel Iglesias, their closer, they paid 40-something million dollars to in the offseason. He's gone. They traded both of those guys. Syndergaard to the Phillies, Iglesias to the Braves. So the pitching staff's worse today than it was a week and a half or two weeks ago. Uh, Otani won't pitch this weekend. As I said, Bears repeating, very important. They're 18th this year in relief ERA at 396. They're tied for 11th in starter ERA at 381. But once again, Otani carries a lot of that. I will say they have some decent young starters. They should. I mean, they haven't had pitching for how long? They should have some decent young starters. And the Twins will see a couple this weekend. But so much of this for me and the, the starter ERA, the team OPS, the team numbers offensively, defensively. Otani is such a big chunk of those numbers that the team is almost like if you if you take away Mike Trout, the lineup is is way worse. You take away Mike Trout. You take away Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout. The lineup is much worse. Although that Rendon contract has been a disaster on and off the field. Off the field, meaning he's been off the field because he's been hurt for a majority of it. You take Otani away, this group, I don't think they can beat you. Uh, flat out. I just, I don't think they can beat you if you take Shohei Otani away. The Twins, however, though, and I talked about this the other day, the importance of seeing right-handed pitchers because the Twins aren't bad against lefties, but they're not as good. They're about league average against left-handed pitching this year, and they don't have Kyle Garlic. So that actually, I think, probably bumps them to below league average, just below league average. They'll see three left-handed starters this weekend in Sandoval, Detmers, and Tucker Davidson. So Patrick Sandoval, Reed Detmers, Tucker Davidson, three lefties, and it's an interesting group. It's an interesting group. At the front end was Sandoval, who last year, I was at Target Field late, late in the season, late July. Cruz had just been traded a couple days before. It was right before the trade deadline. And Sandoval carried a no-hitter into the ninth inning against the Twins. I believe Brent Rooker broke that up. Sandoval's pretty good. Like, Patrick Sandoval is pretty good. Reed Detmers, he's pretty good. And we'll get to them a little bit later on. These aren't cakewalk pitching matchups. But when I'm the Twins, because we know the strength of the Twins is their lineup, it's been a top 10 lineup for most of the year. Because their strength is the lineup, I would much rather face a team. If you if you took two teams and they had the same record and one of the teams had an above average offense but a, a poor pitching staff and the other team had a below average offense and a, an above average pitching staff, I would much rather the Twins play the team with the below average offense and the above average pitching staff because it's easier to get outs for the Twins' weakness, which is their their pitching staff, like their rotation and their bullpen. Those have been the two biggest weaknesses this year. And I would much rather face the team with a weaker lineup and better pitching because I have more confidence the Twins' lineup can beat good pitchers than I do that the Twins' pitchers can beat a good lineup. They've done it. Like, they did it to Toronto a couple games. They've done it from time to time, but more consistently, this lineup has beat above average pitchers. So I think this is a good matchup this weekend for the Twins. I think the Angels overall 
are a team you just you have to beat. You have to beat this team. And they're going to see three, two out of the three left-handed starters they're going to see this weekend have some promise. Like one of them is poor. Davidson, he's no good. But Detmers and Sandoval, these guys could easily beat you this weekend, but you can't let them. This is this is one of those series you just have to have. And I'm not saying the Twins have to sweep. They don't have to sweep, but you have to take two out of three here. I think that these opportunities they're waning. And if the White Sox aren't going to take advantage and the Guardians are, that makes it even more imperative that the Twins do so when they get these chances against teams they need to beat. But again, I like these matchups. Let's get to the pitching matchups. What to expect this weekend each day. Sometimes I like to break down these series like, what do I expect? What do I predict to happen each day? It's not just about the starting pitching matchups, but a lot of times that sets the tone. Let's get to those after this word from liver health formula. Did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets, rich in unhealthy processed foods and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. Thanks to liver health formula by Pure Health Research, it's time to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism. Liver health formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract. Are you struggling with a bloated belly? Head on over to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try liver health formula completely risk-free. That's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to get started and claim your free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. That's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to get started. What to expect from the pitching matchups this weekend? Friday should be fun. Sandoval is the best pitcher the Angels will put out there this weekend. Tyler Malley is the best pitcher the Twins will put out this weekend. So this is uh, this is a game that could dictate the series. If the Twins can take game one, Sandoval versus Malley, I saw the early opening line is Twins minus 120. So slight favorites, slight favorites. That could change by the time first pitch comes from Sandoval Friday night. But yeah, Sandoval is very solid. Like good lefty, 310 FIP, very good. Off-speed heavy, good slider, good changeup. He does have pretty stark splits, 482 OPS against left-handed hitters this year, sub-200 batting average, and a 737 OPS against right-handed hitters this year. And unfortunately, the Twins will have to put some left-handed hitters in their lineup, but if Gio Urshela's back, he didn't play in Wednesday's game. Urshela has a little ankle thing, it sounds like, but I expect him to play Friday night. If Gio's back, you can at least, I think, get seven righties and Buxton's back as well. That's super important, of course, this weekend. And it sounds like, again, he will be, hopefully. But if you get Buxton and Gio back, you can have seven seven righties in the lineup, I believe. You know, with Polanco being a switch hitter, you can go Buxton, Correa, Polanco, Miranda, Urshela, Sanchez, Leon. I mean, you might be DHing Sanchez. You can get a lot of righties in the lineup if you have Gio and Buxton back. So, that's what the Twins will need to do against Sandoval because he's much worse against right-handed hitters. And that's usually the case for left-handed pitchers, but it's even more drastic than for the other two, really, for Sandoval. So expect a righty-stacked lineup. Don't expect Luis Arise to be in the lineup Friday night. Expect a righty-stacked lineup Friday night. It's It'll be interesting, though, because three lefties, like when's Louis going to start? 
I assume he'll start Saturday, Sunday, because Detmers has more even splits. But Sandoval has got such a good slider, he just shuts down lefties. His, his fastball gets pumped, but his slider and changeup are good pitches, and he can be tough. So this might be a lower-scoring game on Friday, actually, between Malley and Sandoval. And this is, this is an opportunity for Malley to go out there and pitch extremely well against a, a poor offense. And if you can get Otani, as I said, you can put together, I think, a good performance here. And I'm excited to see what Malley brings in his second start. First one gave up three homers. I don't expect that in his second start and his first one on the road for the Twins. Saturday is Reed Detmers against Dylan Bundy. So the soft spot of the Twins rotation in Bundy and Archer in the four and five spots on Saturday and Sunday. In Detmers' last five starts, he has a 116 ERA with 38 strikeouts. In his previous five starts to these last five starts, he had a 540 ERA and an opponent's OPS of 857. So which Reed Detmers are you going to see Saturday night? Who knows? I believe I'll be there Saturday night in Anaheim. It's a short hour, hour and a half drive from me. So I, I got to get up there. I got to see my twins on the road again. Detmers has been very good over his last five. A little bit different, as I said, more even splits against righties and lefties. And the twins are sending out a worse pitcher. I would say Detmers is a step down from Sandoval as a lefty. The, the talent level kind of wanes this weekend for the Angels guys they're starting. Sandoval is the best starter. Detmers is a step down. And then Davidson is a couple steps down on Sunday. So what that means is if you can win on the front end, you can set up for a, a sweep this weekend. And again, I'm not expecting a sweep, but you can set up a sweep if you're the Twins. If you get to Sandoval Friday night, Detmers is, is worse than Sandoval in my mind. And I know Bundy's worse than Mally, so that's kind of a that's kind of a one-off. But if you can win Friday night, I think it sets up really nicely because I expect the, the Twins to win Sunday when it's Tucker Davidson against Chris Archer. Tucker Davidson traded from Atlanta at the deadline, career 15% walk rate, FIP at 549. Like this is a guy the Twins just need to destroy on Sunday. And I they, usually they they do. Like sometimes in the past, and it's happened this year. Like, don't get me wrong, the Twins have struggled against poor pitchers this year, like pitchers who are coming in with five plus ERAs. But a majority of the time, they do get the job done. Like they find ways to score runs, even on days they're not they're not putting together the best plan or the best at bats. They still find a way to beat pitchers they should beat. So I expect, and I don't think Archer's been great, but he should be able to handle this Angels lineup. I expect Sunday to be a Twins win, and I think the advantage is Twins all weekend. I mean, maybe Saturday, you could argue it's advantage Angels with how good Detmers has been recently. It's Dylan Bundy against his former team, but the Twins having a much better offense than the Angels kind of cancels that out for me. Friday night, you could say like Sandoval has had a better season than Mally. You could say that the Angels have a little bit of an advantage there. I would say it's pretty even, but again, the Twins have the better the better roster, right? They're the better team. So that's why they have the advantage, I think, in all three of these games. you got to play the games. You have to see how it plays out. But this this they got to have this, man. they got to have this series. They have to take minimally two out of three. You hope Buxton's healthy. You need a good start for Mali Friday night. Set the tone in this series. When you see a sweep, usually – what will happen is a team will win a close game and then they'll win a blowout and then they'll win like a medium game, like a six to three or a six to four game. A sweep is usually not blowout, blowout, blowout. It happens sometimes, but I think what's going to happen here potentially, and it's baseball. I'm always wrong 
I'm always wrong. But I think what will happen Friday night is it'll be a lower scoring game and it'll become a battle of the bullpens and the Twins will need to win a close ball game, find a way to win Friday night. I think Saturday they'll have chances to score. I think Sunday they'll certainly have chances to score and put up some crooked numbers. So it starts Friday night as it always does. It starts in game one. And this was similar to me as game one against the White Sox in that four-game series at Target Field. You had Sonny Gray going against Johnny Cueto. And it, it felt like the Twins just needed to set the tone in that series in game one. And they didn't. They got popped, and then they ended up losing three out of four. There's so much pressure when you lose game one of a series. And even if the Twins lose Friday night, they can still come back and win the next two days. But there's less margin for error. If you win Friday night, you still you just got to win one of the next two, and you got a series winner. You know The Twins have 10 games here against the Angels, Royals, and Rangers with seven at home. 16 of their next 19 games are against teams below 500 with 13 of those games at target field. I think they have to go seven and three in these next 10, at least six and four, preferably seven and three. And it starts Friday night. It starts Friday night. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how the twins come back after uh, a bad and embarrassing two game series in LA against the Dodgers. Let's see how they look in Anaheim. Thanks so much for making locked on twins. Your first listen every day. I'll be back. Friday night with a post game after Tyler Malley makes his second start of his Twins career. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. They'll make your second listen the Lockdown MLB Podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Go Twins!